I want you to keep something in mind, all right? I want you to keep something in mind. Uh, you know, I've got people yesterday, they're, congratulations this, congratulations that, and uh, you did a great job, you did a great job this, you did a great job that. That's a bunch of baloney, okay? Listen, uh, Jesus does it all. God, God does it all. We, we're just, we just, he lets us be part of it. Uh, you got to get that. You, you got to understand that, okay? And uh, what's, what's key, and I, I want to, I've been talking about this for, for five years because we started this whole process, oh, I don't know, 2017, we started talking to our bank, and uh, the bank kind of started warming up about would they give us a loan to build a building, and so we started talking, it's been several years ago, and all along that process, I've said this, we got to keep this in mind. This building's not an end in itself, okay? Uh, it's been a journey to get here, and this is a starting point, and this building, thank God for it, but all it is is a tool. That's, that's all it is. We, we've been doing church for almost 19 years, never even owned a building, and uh, never, I mean, we had a piece of land, but, but, but setting up, tearing down for year in, year out, and and this is, just, this is just a resource. This is just a tool. This is a place. This is a meeting place. This is a meeting place where we come together and, and we worship and the Spirit of God meets us here and, and people come and they bring their, their, their difficulties and they bring their brokenness to the Lord. And it, it's not a man. He does it. The Lord does the work today. And, today I, and I was just sitting over there a minute ago and I just got a, I got a message for someone today. Uh, just, <laughs> just give it to God. What, what you're facing right now in your life, and you don't know what the future is going to hold for you, and you don't know what you're going to do, and God just says this, just give it to me. Just give me your struggle. Give me your struggle. That's, that's the message God has for you today. And I don't know who that's for. Maybe that's for many people this morning. But just give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord today. Uh, this is Mother's Day and uh, one of my favorite holidays of the year. And if you haven't signed up for the giveaways and you're a mother or a lady over the age, 18 years and older, you can feel free to sign up. I think it's back there in the back. We brought it into the, into the auditorium. Please sign up. We'll be having a giveaway, some giveaways at the end of the service. You can keep that in mind. Uh, but uh, mothers, Brandon already said it. If, the, if this world did not have mothers, <laughs> it would be a horrible place to live. If, if we did not have, not have the ladies in our life to take the edge off, this would be a terrible world to live in. Because, uh, you know, I like to go to the men's retreat. Uh, I like to go maybe for a couple days. After that, it starts freaking me out a little bit, okay? Being with that many guys for that long. <laughs> wow. But ladies, we, we love you, appreciate you today, and this is your day, and we want to honor you. And this morning, I want my mom to come up here. My mom's with us today. Mom, I want you to come up here. Come on up here, Mom. My mom's 89 years old. She looks pretty good for 89. 89 years old. <laughs> this lady here 
is my first friend, you know, and my first girlfriend. <laughs> you know, you're a kid, you know. And uh, just have always thought the world of my mom and love her and been such a great example to me. And uh, a lot of times she told me stuff I didn't want to hear. She, I'd be coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she'd be meeting me at the door. What in the world have you been out doing? You know, you're supposed to be home at midnight. <laughs> she'd tell me what I didn't want to hear. Bobby, you got bad breath. You need to get a cert or something. You need to brush your teeth. <laughs> you need to comb your hair. She'd tell me what I didn't, didn't want to hear, but I just appreciate her. And I wanted to greet you today. And uh, listen, let me tell you, she loves me so much, she's got a tattoo that says son. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a joke, folks. Well, I love the Lord today, and I'm so happy to be in this church. It's been a long time. And, of course, I'm so proud of my son and my other girls, and I love God with all my heart. I was baptized and saved when I was about six years old. In a river, I was baptized. And I thank the Lord because my mother led us along the way, and then I raised my children along the way, and I thank God for the strength and for everything he did for us. Thank you. She's been out here helping us work, and she was here yesterday from, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock to about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and just uh, we, I just appreciate my mom. Appreciate all of our moms today. Let me share some verses of Scripture with you from Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1. No, let's go to Exodus chapter 2. I'm sorry. Exodus chapter 2, verse number 1. And about this time, there was a man and woman from the tribe of Levi, and they got married. And the woman became pregnant, gave birth to a, to a son. She saw that he was a special baby, kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds. She waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket, laid it among the reeds along the, ri- the bank of the Nile River. And the baby's sister stood at a distance watching to see what would happen. Today I want to talk to you about uh, the victorious faith of mothers. Victorious faith of mothers. There was a young man, he was trying to find the right girl to marry. Okay, maybe you've been there. Trying to find the right right girl to marry. So he thought that he had found the perfect girl, and uh, he brought her home to meet his his mom, but his, his mother didn't like her, so he ditched her. He went to find another perfect girl. He found another girl, thought she was just right, brought her home. His mother didn't like her either. So went out looking again, find another girl, brought her home, mom didn't like her, find another, mom didn't like her, another, another. Finally got an idea, I'm going to find a girl just like my mom. So he went out and find a girl exactly like his mother, brought her home, his mother fell in love with her. The only problem was his dad didn't like her. (laughs) Sorry, sorry about that. I'm here to honor mothers today. Every person throughout history has had a mother, with the exception of Adam and Eve. 
Adam was created by God from dust, and God breathed the breath of, of life into him. Then he caused a deep sleep to fall. He looked upon man. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. And uh, he took and caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he, he took a rib from Adam, and he created Eve. But, uh, and one of the best things that Eve had going for her was she didn't have a mother-in-law to be compared to, okay? The Adam couldn't say, listen, my mom can make cornbread and beans better than you, okay? He didn't say, my mom could bake apple pie better than you because he didn't have a mother, all right? There was no one else that she had to worry about as a mother-in-law. Eve didn't constantly hear her mother-in-law complaining that she wasn't taking proper care of her son. So every single person throughout history, with the exception of Adam and Eve, has had a mother. And today, we are here to honor mothers, okay? Now listen, I didn't want to, I didn't want to preach on this stage, because I don't normally preach on stages, okay? But uh, listen, Brandon, guys, media team, you got just, the lights are just right. Because when we were in the shopping center, I would preach on the stage, and the lights are right in my eyes, and I can't even see anybody. But I can see you today, and, and so I, that's good. So I will speak on the stage, right? <laughs> in the book of Genesis, God saw a man by the name of Abram. God later changed his name to Abraham. And Abraham came from a family of pagans. They did not worship God. They didn't go to, go to church on Sunday. They didn't know how to pray in the name of, of, of God, Jehovah. Uh, they didn't know anything about that. They served their pagan gods. But God saw something different in Abraham and God called Abraham because of Abraham's faith. I believe that God saw a man that he could work through. And God began to stir his heart. And God began to deal with Abraham. The, the Bible declares that many are called and few are chosen. You see, God stirs the hearts of many people. There are some of you that's here today, and maybe God has tried to stir your heart but you have been uh, in conflict with God and you even doubt the existence of God, but God has tried to stir your heart. Many are called, but few are chosen, but God stirred the heart of a man by the name of Abraham because God saw that his faith would be great and he chose to use Abraham when other people just ignored God. Don't ignore God. But rather, if God is stirring your heart, I want to encourage you to respond to God and to listen to the voice of God. God declared that from Abraham, a great nation would arise. And God declared that he would bless all of mankind through the, through the, the, the descendants of Abraham. And the nation of Israel was born through Abraham and his wife, Sarah, of course. Israel became a great nation from this man, Abraham, and this mother, Sarah. And Abraham later had a grandson named Joseph. As you know, and I think I even talked about it last week, Joseph's brothers became jealous of him, and they sold him into slavery. He went into slavery. He went into Egypt against his will. He, was, he faced struggle after struggle. He wound up, wound up being falsely accused of trying to rape his boss's wife or his owner's wife, and he was sent to prison. 
But God had his hand on Joseph during the middle of all of those problems and all those circumstances and all those difficulties because God has a plan. God has a plan today. Whatever struggle that you're facing this morning, God has got a plan. You might not realize it, but God is working in your life today. And God knows your name. And God is working in the midst of all the turmoil and all the difficulty that you're going through. We just give that struggle to God today. And say, Lord, I'm trusting you because you're going to do this to bring glory and honor to yourself. Everything God does, he does so to bring glory and honor to himself. Joseph rose and he was promoted to the second highest in the land of Egypt. And there was a, there was a famine that spread throughout the whole world. Joseph's brothers came to Egypt. They did not know that Joseph was now a great ruler in Egypt. And they came there sent by their father looking for food, to buy food. And when Joseph got there, they, or when their, his brothers got there, they stood right before Joseph and they begged for food. And Joseph gave them food. Eventually, he would reveal himself to his brothers. And then after 22 years, he was reconciled with his brothers he forgave his brothers. He was reconciled because he, his father, Jacob, came to Egypt and the whole family lived there. And this is, we're building to the point of this scripture in Exodus chapter 2 that I've read to you this morning. And after all of those years, the nation of Israel wound up in the land of Egypt. And they did very well there for quite a number of years. They were blessed in Egypt for a number of years, but a little bit later another Pharaoh came into power. He did not know Joseph. He did not know the miracle that God had done in Joseph's life. He did not favor the, the Israelites. In fact, he hated the Israelites. And he, he gave this order. The Bible says this, the Israelites began to grow in strength and in number. And this new Pharaoh was afraid that the Israelites were going to take over the land of Egypt. So here's what he said. I'm going to make the Israelites my slaves. And he made them slaves. And here's what he did. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, it says this. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all the people. He said, throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. But you may let the girls live. Pharaoh was afraid that the Israelites would overthrow the Egyptians. So he gave this order to kill all the baby boys. Now, this is an unimaginable, unimaginable level of cruelty. But remember this, the Israelites were only slaves. They, they had no say-so in the matter. And they had to follow whatever the Pharaoh said. And here, now we get to our, our, our passage of Scripture today in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. And about this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married the woman became pregnant. She gave birth to a son, and she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Now, Exodus chapter 2, we see a young man and young woman fall in love, just like young men and young women do. They got married. They had some, but there's some problems with the timeline here, okay? There's some problems that I want to point out to you between verses 1 and 2, Okay? Because between verses 1 and 2, there's two major things that happen. First of all, they get married, all right? They get married. And then, this is what the Scripture doesn't tell you right here. They had a daughter named Miriam, 
Then they had another son named Aaron. And then finally, after that, we get to verse 2. Okay, so there's a great period of time between verses 1 and 2. Then in verse 2, here's what happens. The woman became pregnant, this is for the third time, and gave birth to a son, and she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Mothers, point number one today is this. You ever notice a funny thing? Mothers love their children, okay? A mother can have a baby that's as ugly as a, you know, whatever. But to that mother, that is the most beautiful baby that ever lived. You say, well, Pastor Bob, all babies are beautiful. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, all babies are beautiful. All right, I'm with you. All right. But a mother looks at her child, and that child is special. That child is wonderful. That child is, is, is the most beautiful thing that she has ever seen. And, and Moses' mother, his name, her name was... Uh, Jochebed was her name. And she looked at Moses and she saw that he was a special baby. She kept him hidden for three months because the order to kill the baby had been given. When Moses was born, I believe that this, this struggle to kill babies intensified because she'd already had two other children after the order had been given, okay? She had Miriam. And then she had his brother Aaron. But the, 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 the problem intensified, the hate intensified about the time that Moses was born. And she loved him. And she cared for him. And she would think about it. You know, one of these days, Pharaoh is sending people from house to house. At first, the midwives were told to kill the baby boys, but they wouldn't do it because they feared God and they loved babies. That's the way women are. They, they, love, they love babies, and they didn't want to hurt the babies. And Pharaoh said, why aren't you killing the baby boys? And they said, well, because the Israelite women are so strong, and, and before we even get there, the baby is delivered, and the baby is alive, and then the mother's gone. We can't find the baby. So here's what Pharaoh said. Pharaoh said, go from house to house and kill the baby boys. And here was Moses' mother. She got a brand-new baby. It's her third child. She has a brand-new baby. He is a special child. He is a beautiful child. He is a lovely child. She's protecting him. So first of all, mothers love their children. Mothers love their children. Ethan used to ask Debbie all the time. He'd say, Mom, that's our youngest son. Ethan, many of you know Ethan. Uh, Ethan, Ethan would say, Mom, who do you love the most? Who do you love the most? And she, Ethan would want, want Debbie to say, I love you more than any of the rest. But Debbie would always say, I love, I love all you kids. I just love all of you in your own special way. I love every one of you are special. And that's the way a mother feels. Mothers love their children. Okay, now dads are a little different, so we want to wring our kids' neck, okay? Like when they wreck our car. That's another story, okay? But mothers love their children. Point number two is this. Mothers will always protect their children. The order to kill all the babies, babies had been intensified during this birth of, of Moses. Intensified. And so his mother, Jehochebed, was protecting him. She was hiding. Mothers were protecting and hiding their children. And just as a hen would protect her young, mothers protect their children. And she was protecting Moses. 
Pharaoh was calling. The, 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 the men were coming to the door. And so Pharaoh's army was just about there. And Moses' mother got this thought. She, I, be, I believe she began to pray. You see, victorious mothers know how to pray. They, they love their children. They protect their children. Point number three is this. Victorious mothers know how to pray. Mothers, ladies, when you don't know what to do with your children, I encourage you pray for your children. Call out their name before God. Just as my mom called out my name before God, even when I wasn't living for God, my mother would call out my name, I believe, when I wasn't home. She didn't know where I was with my friends, and she was praying for me. Victorious mothers know how to pray. And Moses' mother, Jehoshaphat, was no different. She knew how to pray. And she was trusting God to give her wisdom. You can pray and say, God, give me wisdom. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. God, what can I do? And she began to call out to God because victorious mothers know how to pray. And when you're tested by life and when you're tested by circumstances, I want to encourage you to begin to pray. I believe that Jehoshaphat was moved by the Holy Spirit. You say, well, we don't know about the moving of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something, folks. In these last days that we're living in and the world continues to get more evil and more wicked, we need the moving of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need the intervention of the Holy Spirit, the moving and the leading of the Holy Spirit. We need the protection of the Holy Spirit in our life today. And, and I believe the Holy Spirit began to move upon Jehoshaphat. She was praying. Point number four, victorious mothers know how to obey God. They obey God. They not only listen to God, but they obey God, and she was moved by the Holy Spirit. God gave her a plan. When you don't know what to do, when I don't know what to do, I just call upon the, on God. There are many times, just the other night I was laying in bed about 3 a.m. I did not know what to do. I was thinking about this whole building program. You say, well, Pastor Bob, we're here. We're in it right now, okay? Well, now we got to pay for it, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I just began, I didn't even know what to pray. I didn't even know what to say. You know what I began to pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I began to call upon God. I began to say, God, you are a provision. Listen, when you're going through a struggle right now, when you, go, when you got problems, when you got difficulties, when you don't know what to do, our Father who art in heaven, Father in heaven, you are all powerful. Father in heaven, you are all knowing. Father in heaven, every resource is yours. Father in heaven, I am giving my life to you. I am giving my, my sickness to you. I am giving my struggle to you. Father, I'm trusting in you. Victorious people know how to pray. Victorious mothers like Jehoshaphat knew how to pray. And then after she'd prayed and the Holy Spirit moved upon her, she obeyed God. That's, that's the key today. you got to obey God. What God speaks into your heart, and God will not tell you to do something that is totally contrary to his word. What God speaks into your life will be in line with scripture, but obey God. Jehoshaphat obeyed God. She was moved. The plan seemed ridiculous. She made a little boat out of papyrus. Can you imagine that? She sealed it with tar and pitch. She made it watertight. Why? Because she realized that the, 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 
the answer would be in obedience to God. When the test of life and the circumstances come your way, you've got to pray, you've got to listen to God, you've got to obey, obey God. And after she had made that little boat, here's what she did. She took that beautiful three-month-old baby boy, that special baby boy, and she laid it in that little boat, and she said, isn't he cute? And then she took her iPhone out and snapped a couple pictures and put it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. <laughs> she might have even made a little TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> Ain't he cute? And then she took him down to the river, and here's where it gets crazy. She takes him to the river, to the Nile River, and places him in the Nile River in the crocodile-infested waters of the Nile River. Why? She was moved by the Holy Spirit. God, God began to deal her. God began to stir her today. She didn't understand the plan, but she placed that baby into God's hands. And sometimes mothers and fathers, that's what we've got to do. We've got to take our children and place them in God's hands. Whether they're, five, whether they're one year old, three months old, one year old, five years old, 10 years old, 20 years old, or 50 years old. we got to take them and place them in the hands of you. God, I'm trusting you with my children. I'm trusting you, God. I've been praying, God. I've been listening to you, Lord. I'm, I'm obeying you. I'm moved by the Holy Spirit. I'm trusting in you. You see, victorious mothers not only obey God, but then they trust God to do what only God can do. Some of you is at that point right now. You've done all that you can do. You've been obedient to God. Now you've got to trust God to do what only God can do. Our Father who art in heaven, <laughs> Father God in heaven, Father God who has all resources, Father God who, who provides healing through your son Jesus who gave his life and upon the cross, Gave his body upon the cross. Father God, all these things come from you. And I'm trusting in you. Victorious mothers trust in God. She trusted God to save the life of her newborn son. Now, this is a story of extreme faith. You and I will probably never be tested like this in our entire life. Never. Never going to happen. But one day, your child is going to reach an age where they go out on their own, and uh, maybe they're leaving, leave, leaving the house, they're going to college, they're going out, they're, they said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving home, I'm, I'm done here, and you're not going to be able to watch over them, you're not going to be able to see what they're doing, you're not going to be able to know what they're doing, and what you got to do is you got to trust in God, you got to trust God that you've taught them, and you've led them, and you've encouraged them, you can pray for them, but you got to trust God to do what only God can do. you got to trust God to take care of your children in your absence. And there's many of you that's at that point right now. Victorious mothers trust in God. She realized that she couldn't follow her son. So here's what happened. Her older sister, Miriam, she sent her. She said, now I'm putting the baby in the river. I want you to go watch the baby. And I believe that God gave her the wisdom and the knowledge to know exactly where to put the baby. Because the Bible tells us that she put that baby in the river and she put it in a place where God told her to put it. Exodus chapter 2 verse 5. 
Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river. And her attendants walked along the river bank. And when the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to go get it for her. And when the princess opened it, she saw the baby. And the little boy was crying. She felt sorry for him. This must be one of the little Hebrew children. And then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. And so the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. And so the woman took her baby home and nursed him. And later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses, for she lifted him out of the water. So today we see this, that women love their children, and they want to protect their children. And we say, but I just don't know what to do from there. Well, you got to start praying. <laughs> you got to start getting on your knees and talking to God about your children. Say, my children are just re reaching an age. I can recall, now there's some of you that don't know this. My son is Brandon. He's the guy that's up here receiving the offering and greeting you all a few years ago, or a few, a few moments ago, a few years ago. <laughs> I'm thinking of a story that happened years ago, okay? I can remember... <clears throat> When Brandon hit about 11 years old, and I told Debbie, I said, if his attitude continues to deteriorate, as he gets older, him and I are going to get into a fist fight. Because <laughs> I'm just getting to the point, I cannot deal with this boy anymore. But like he told you, I think he was talking about a missions trip that he went on when he was 12, and it totally rocked his world revolutionized his thinking, and then he had some other older mentors that kind of were leading him and bringing him along. You see, we, we, we love our children. We want to do whatever we can to protect our children. We want to fight for our children. We need to pray for our children. We need to listen to God. We need to put our children in God's hands. This is exactly what Jehoshaphat did. She put her child into God's hands, and then she trusted God to do what only he could do. Last point is this. I want to encourage you today. God's hand is on your child. God's hand is on your children. We can think about all these scenarios in our mind. And right now I look at our culture and I see where our culture is going. And I'm thinking, now I know I'm not going to be around probably to see a lot of the craziness. But if Jesus tarries, I shudder to think what, what my kids and my grandkids, my children and my grandkids are going to have to face. And here's what God says, Bob, you got to trust me <laughs> because where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. You got you to trust me to watch over your children when you're not around in the years to come. I love them. I will be with them. God's hand is on your children. That little boat that she placed into the river, Pharaoh's daughter would soon come. Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby in the boat. She was moved with compassion. Why? Because more, more than likely, women are often moved with compassion when men says, oh, no big deal. Because women just have that just amazing ability to love. And even though she was Pharaoh's daughter, and even though she knew her dad ordered the execution of all the babies, as soon as she saw Moses crying, you know what she said, Ernest? There ain't no one that's going to touch this baby. Thank you. I didn't know if I was spitting or what I was doing. 
She said, there's no one that's going to lay her hand on this baby. No one's going to harm this baby. She took that baby. She took Moses up out of the river. And she said, I am going to take care of him. Even though my father ordered his execution, she lifted him out of the river. She saved his life. God's hand was upon Moses. And if God can save Moses, God can save your kids. You say, well, I've been praying for my son for a long time. I've been praying for my daughter for a long time. I've been praying for my grandkids for a long time. If God can save Moses, God can save your children. God can save your family. God can save your niece. God can save your nephew. Just be faithful to God. Be true to God today. God's hand is upon your children. I'm closing. I'm closing today. Mothers, do not grow discouraged. No matter what test of life or circumstances that you might encounter, God's hand is upon your children. You see, Miriam went to Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter pulled that baby. Her attendants pulled that baby up out of the river. Pharaoh's daughter's standing there holding that baby, and he's crying, and here's a sister comes up. She goes, hey, ma'am, princess, uh, that looks like a brand-new newborn baby. Uh, do you think someone needs to nurse that baby? Yeah, good idea, good idea. Hey, I know someone. I know someone that just had a baby that is ready and equipped to nurse. We could get them to help you out. How about it? Yeah, sure, here. Hey, and by the way, here, take the baby, <laughs> go home, and here's my seal so no one that you can put on the door that shows that no one can touch your baby, and if they do, they're going to be executed. And by the way, here's some money <laughs> to feed him. Here's some money to take care of his needs and make sure that he's all right. And she took that baby home, took him back to her mother. Keep the faith because God's hand is upon your children. Moses' mother was tested by circumstances. She was tested by life, but in spite of everything, she trusted in God. She believed in God today. And this morning, we honor our moms. We honor you today because I know that you love your children. You love them more than your own life. I can remember my own mother was so sacrificial to me and my sisters. I recall one time that my sisters, now my mom's birthday is February the 10th, okay? And my sisters and I got together. It was probably me and Linda because we were older than Kathy, and we got together, and we, just, we had just a few cents. And so we told mom, we said, you know what, mom, we got together and said, mom, we decided we got just a, I think we had like 17 cents. This is back in the day when you could actually buy something for 17 cents. <laughs> now, you can't even pay the tax on it nowadays, okay? <laughs> said, mom, we got together and decided. We asked ourselves the question, would we buy you a, a, a birthday present? or throw a Valentine's Day party. And we decided to take our money and throw a Valentine's Day party. Mom said, that's okay. You kids deserve the party a lot more than I deserve a present. You see, mothers love their kids so much. And I know you love your children so much. But keep praying for them. And keep listening to God. And keep trusting in God. And keep obeying God. And when you don't know what to do, say, God, give me a plan. God, give me a direction here. God, give me some wisdom. 
God, I don't even sometimes, Lord, I don't even know how to talk to my son or daughter. Sometimes. Lord, I don't know, I don't, I don't even have the words. And I believe God will send the Holy Spirit to move upon you. And God will give you special understanding of just the right things to say to your children where you can love them and guide them and lead them today. Because I know that you love them. But understand this, that God's hand is upon your children. And if God can save Moses, God can save your child. He truly can. Let's close with prayer today. Let's close today. Would you stand with us this morning? As we pray, we got a couple other things we're going to do this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you. First of all, for your love. Thank you, Jesus. We love you today for giving your life upon the cross for us. Thank you, God, for sending your own son. Thank you, God, for your amazing love and grace. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that Christ, even though he gave his life upon the cross, that he was raised up from the grave on the third day, the victor over death and hell. And through Christ, we praise you. We have salvation. We call upon the name of the Lord today. We thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, God, for our mothers. Thank you, Lord, for my mother. Thank you, God, for my grandmother. Thank you for my wife, for all the ladies in my life, for my sisters, God, for my aunts, God, for so many wonderful ladies and mothers that have influenced me. We thank you, Lord, for every one of them. And I pray this morning, God, for a blessing upon them. You know what our mothers are going through today. You know the struggles, the battles, the questions, the longing of their heart. I pray, God, that you'll bless our moms today, bless our families today. God, we need strong families more than ever before. We need strong homes. We need strong women of faith who know not only how to love their children and protect their children, but, God, we need women that know how to pray, that know how to get on their face before you that know how to get into your word, dear God, that are willing to not only listen, but God, give us some victorious mothers that know how to pray and then obey and then trust. Thank you, God, today. We pray God bless us in these things. Bless our ladies. Bless our mothers today. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, would you, today?